Welcome to Seasonal Impressions. I'm Fez. I'm Brian. And welcome to episode five. This is the final episode that we'll be talking about person of interest because we finally saw the final episode of the final season of this cool show, season five. It was a shortened season. It was only, what, 10, 13 episodes? 13 episodes. 13 episodes. Yeah, very short order. Honestly, you can tell they, they just did this to wrap up the story, and thankfully they were able to because, I mean, a lot of the plot points were, like, rushed. There was a few things you saw that they wanted to flesh out more. There's a character that we never saw come back. Like, we never saw Control come back. But there was... But, I mean, the way that... We'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. But to start off, the first the first episode of the season was pretty good. It starts off with the machine is now compressed and put in a briefcase, and they're on the <laughs> run. So that's a cool way to you know keep them moving without having them stuck in that underground uh, abandoned train station anymore. And they just need to get across town to put it back into some computer. Just get it back online. Shaw is still under the thing. That's another thing. You do, they don't really they don't save her to like about episode four or five, right? Yeah, you don't see her. You didn't see Episode her for four, the... I think, is when you first see her in this season again. And they show her trying to take the chip out of her brain. Yeah, so we yeah. finally know what happens to Shaw after last season's thing. In in uh, in real life, I'm pretty sure it was uh, because what she had uh, she had to take a leave of absence because you know of her family. Mm-hmm. But how long between season four did and season five? Like how much time? Like there did season a... five? Did season five come out like a year and a half later or something? Yeah, it's because it usually premiered in September, but uh, instead of premiering in, the, in its usual slot in September, everybody was wondering where it was, and it premiered in. Uh, I believe the spring of next year. I think it premiered in May of the next year. Oh wow! For and it's an yeah. it's a fall it's a fall show. Right? Yeah, and it premiered in the summer. They they but they aver- they advertised it heavily mm-hmm. as this is like the, the return. Yeah, like yeah it's here. the return. It's here. This is it. Watch it all. I think I I could be wrong. Don't quote me on this. I think I remember them when I was watching it. They were doing two episodes a week. Oh wow, that's and how then, short. So it was uh, literally like a maybe like a three a six week run instead of the whole thirteen I think weeks. So. I think it was Monday Tuesday night. Oh, so no, it, it was on Tuesdays. So it wasn't even on for thirteen weeks. It was on for six weeks. Is that like so? What seven weeks? I could be wrong. It might have ran through the summer. Another show did do that before. Like yeah, you, I don't know if you ever watched the show. Uh, Sleeper Cell. It was years ago, and it was on Showtime. The second season was literally shown one episode every night, and they showed it all <laughs> in a week because, like, I guess no one watched the first season, or it didn't like it. Did it did well enough to do a second season, but not well enough for Showtime to actually give a shit. I guess this was like a decade ago, but that's kind of what this sounds like they did with this. If they were showing two episodes per week, they were just getting it out of the way almost. The only other time I've seen the show really do something like that was the opposite. Twenty Four, uh, when they would usually premiere the new season on Fox, they would do. Uh, it was a Monday night show one episode per week but for the premiere they did two episodes on sunday and two episodes on monday so you got the first four episodes in the first two days of the show oh that's, that's, a, premiere, that's yeah. pretty cool so you have 20 hours yeah, left so, so, <laughs> no, I get, you know what i think i think it's because so they can get to those 24 episodes because the the concept of the show called for that amount of episodes yes and yeah. they're just like all right we'll we'll show this much this week so we were technically 22. but what season was that when they started showing four episodes <clears throat> in two days um that might have been when the, when interest started waning, they, you know, because that start... show did that show did get a dip in popularity because people did get tired of that twenty four hour gimmick. Yeah, it's it was you had to make each hour really really interesting and and somewhat realistic. Like, hey, this this literally happened. Now we're picking up. This happened five minutes ago, technically. Yeah, because in real life, taking an elevator takes three minutes. That's three minutes of. Jack Bauer's time driving to some places 15 minutes so you can't have an episode of him 15 minutes driving that's why he ran a lot <laughs> I can't I, we shouldn't be talking about 24 yeah, yeah. <laughs> person of interest is where is what our interest should be on we went down a damn hole stupid Jack Bauer um, but yeah with episode 4 
you finally see Sha come back and like you see her struggle against the brain chip that they had put in her. She doesn't know, uh, obviously, spoilers, guys. But you guys should have seen the show if you're listening to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's a simulation. Uh, yeah, she mm-hmm. thinks everything's a simulation, which is another idea I assume mm-hmm. that they would have tried to flesh out over another season if they had all 20-something episodes, like a regular order, because they, they did rush through it. You know, they probably would have had her probably not fight more, probably not be, like, stuck with them longer, but have more time to, like, try and discern what's real and what's not. I was just kind of upset that it took so long for her to get back to the team. It was, like, more than half the season through and before she finally got back to them. Yeah, when you think about it, the season is only 24, uh, 13, uh, 13 episodes long, five episodes. They, they could have brought her back a little sooner. Because, I mean, we waited. She, we didn't see her for most of season four. Yeah, but that's because uh, the, she, like, well, she took a leave of absence. Because yeah, yeah, she's having a kid, right? But but can, taking that into consideration, I think they should have uh, should at least wrote her into a few more episodes in this season. Unless like that's when her her leave ended and she was kind of like doing just she did the simulation episode and just like intermittently did like when she bits showed up pieces, once in a while. Yeah. yeah. But damn, uh, we also know that Elias survived. Yes, they and have. And in the next episode, episode five, he shows up. They show him up. I mean, he, he dies real quickly also, but they do yeah. keep him around for two episodes. Because this show does like tying up people. They also bring back Jimmy Simpson's character and yeah. for that whole episode at the ball. You know, just to let you know that they're, that the machine is out there still. Like, like because that's one question. that That is a good point. Uh, if this machine is international, why are we... Like, not just international, but at least at a national point. You know it's at a national point because mm-hmm. the U.S. has paid for it. Why is only New York on its radar? There's got to be other towns out there that have problems. So it makes sense that the machine would be running other groups like this and across the country. And that's great, because they built this universe where you could go but, and tell a different story if you wanted to bring it back. I think it sucks that they waited that long to do it, though. I know. It sucks <laughs> that they waited until season five to introduce that. They should have probably just asked, introduced that season three. Or so that way they could jump. So that way they could do the Fringe thing, where Fringe was jumping between worlds, so you mm-hmm. could see two shows in one show. But... Kind of like how Law and Order Criminal Intent did it. They could have done that with personal interest, mm-hmm. uh, where, um, you know, like sometimes you saw these two detectives working a case, sometimes you saw these two de- detectives working a case. They could have done that with this show, just had Harold as the main head of base in New York and just ha- show different adventures of different states, different people, because they've done a few flashbacks where you saw Sean and her partner, and there's a whole episode that's a different group of people. They could have done that the entire time, kept this show going on for another 10 fucking years. They could have done it from you know? the moment the machine was freed at the end of season two. Yeah, exactly. By season three, it should have been able to do establish that this thing is a global, ne- like, you know, at least a national yeah, network. Na- now it can acquire all these other assets. And- exactly. Properly protect the country. Like it was, a, it Samaritan. was, it was, it was cool that they showed it in one episode, in 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 the last season. But it would have been great if that was been happening the whole time. That probably would have saved the show, mm-hmm. because people love variety, even if it's the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, like people love chocolate, but some people want almonds, peanut butter. You know what I mean? Like it's the same thing but slightly different. People want that. They, someone want, they want something familiar to comfort them as well as something that isn't this, as formulaic because everyone thinks. They're smarter than TV. Everyone thinks they're smarter than movies. I mean, we think we're critics. Everyone thinks they're critics. You know what I mean? At a point, you have to kind of keep those people interested because even though there are some people who will stick with the show or watch it because they like an actor's performance or a completionist who just has to see how a show ends, most people really don't care. Like, if if it loses their interest, it loses their interest. And then they stop, and then a whole livelihood's done. A whole show is done. A whole fandom is done. You know? So it kind of makes sense why this show probably didn't do too well in the last couple of seasons. Only mm-hmm. it, it was still written solid, but it was meandering. It was trying too hard, or not hard enough in some places. It was trying too hard to build a mythos, but then not hard enough to actually show you that mythos. 
Yeah. You know, like the machine got ultra, ultra powerful, but we're still in Queens. You know what I mean? Like, like that's <laughs> that, that, that was the thing. You know. The only times we got to see that is like bits and pieces. Like, um, what was it in uh in season three when when John goes out to his to, to the middle of fucking the, the to the middle of the Midwest, middle of the Midwest. <laughs> when John goes out to the Midwest and uh, Fusco goes to find him in the bar, like that's that's you know stuff like that. We yeah. get to see different parts when it zooms in. Like, so it is watching the country. It's just we don't. I understand them not it. making it a road trip show. Yeah. That's that would be nuts. <laughs> that would be nuts. Because, I mean, Supernatural does that, but that's easy to do because they only have two people on their cast as their main characters, really. So you can just literally go, and I'm pretty sure all of that's shot in Cali, and if not Cali, Seattle, Washington, if not Canada. I'm pretty sure that's one of those shows shot in Vancouver where you could drive Person down the road. Person of Interest? No, uh, Supernatural. Oh. Whereas Person of Interest is, is literally only shot in New York, to my knowledge, mm-hmm. except for maybe one or two episodes. All of it is shot in New York. A lot of it is shot in Queens. Long Island City, bits of Brooklyn, most of the, all the scenes in Manhattan happen in Manhattan because you can't fake Manhattan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some, primarily Long Island City. Yeah, primarily Silver Long Cup City. Silver Studios yeah. is right there. Oh, yeah, because they're just filming like 10 blocks away from where the studios is. So that's really good for them as well. They, they were smart with, lo- whoever their location scout was for the show knew how to sell New York really well, make yeah. it flashy, make it dingy. They knew, they knew their way around the neighborhoods. But, um,. They could have taken the show a little bit on the road. At least, at least, not even on the road. What they could have done is, like I said earlier, just show, just, just show you another team in another area and call it something else. Hell, they did an episode that happens in China. You think they t- sent Jim Caviezel to China? <laughs> no, hell no. That was probably like Kew Gardens. You know, like <laughs> there's no fucking way. If they were able to fake China, they could have faked. You know, that must have just been the thought that never crossed their mind. Just they, they, they kept it core to this. They could have had a revolving team. That way. I know I heard that Jim Caviezel was a piece of shit on, on, on set, so whenever they had troubles with yeah. Jim Caviezel, they could have filmed a, a Jimmy Simpson episode. There, there was you know what a... I mean? Like, when Shaw was pregnant, and she, uh, the character, the person who plays Shaw was pre- pregnant. Uh, yeah, Sarah Shahi. When Sarah Shahi had to take a leave of absence, they could have done episodes around her where, where a whole other team was doing something else, and that, inter- you know, worked with the machine. They had, you know, they had assassins chasing these people, but chasing them where? Brooklyn to Queens? Brooklyn to Queens? Manhattan? That's five boroughs. Uh, you know what I mean? Like... I don't know, uh, for people who aren't from New York, who don't live in New York, it's literally, think of it this way as like neighboring towns. You know, like there's a, there's a machine that, that can see all of the country, but all you're seeing is these bad guys fight it in a five town radius. I would have liked to see an episode from Samaritan's point of view. Like, you know, fill, fill in the blanks. Samaritan's the machine, we get to see its operatives as we would that would have been Reese cool. And, and they kind of did a half one like that, but they did it out of the, the, the point of view of the British yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. So you see his motivations, but then the next time you see it, because there was a whole, that's the thing, with the season being it's so short, <laughs> with the season being so short, they set up this great bad guy that you literally don't see this season except for like two scenes, and one of the scenes is where he dies. They didn't have time to show yeah, more of him. Greer felt like there was so much buildup. And then nothing. It, from season one. Yeah. From season one. And then his was, bi- and his big master yeah. plan is what you and I are gonna suffocate at the same time, Harold, so both of our machines can live out. That's a cool way to end him, but I get it. That w- that was definitely the way He's to end. He's maniacal. But... It's, it's amazing. I mean, not amazing, but I mean, it's obvious that that's definitely how they had envisioned him dying at the end because you know it's it's too clear cut. It was too right there. They knew how they were gonna try and end him because you have to kill the bad guy somehow, but make him true to his true to his, to his convictions. 
and have, you know, the main hero leave too. But the thing is, in the last season, you literally only see Greer in two or three episodes. So his death felt so hollow because you hadn't seen him for four hours, for four, well, not four hours, if you're watching this on TV, four weeks. He's just a guy who just shows up and you're like, oh, it's this bad guy, what's he gonna do? And then all of a sudden, <laughs> oh, that's it? He's just gonna die? Yeah. Which he just it's did. Like the the great philosopher, he had, he had so many good lines, but he died like that. Yeah, like it, it's... It, there was no build up to his death. That's what it was. It was just a scene. That was a problem with that part. But the season, I mean, the show ends how you expect it to. You know, it's written from the tragic hero point of view, where the heroes probably don't get out alive, but they kind of win. Kind of win because the world is a dirty place. They don't save the world. They kept the world clean for a while. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. And Fusco finally got looped in. Fusco finally, after five seasons, like, yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like season five was the season they, they did shit they should have done in season three. Oh, I would even say season four, and then maybe season four wouldn't have suffered that much. Exactly. There's and a lot of stuff would, they like... They would have got a full... Thinking back on this season, as good as it was and as, you know, dramatic as it was, a lot of this stuff could have happened sooner and probably would have had the story flesh out better. Mm -hmm. Because season four felt a little bit like they were grasping at a point. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they loop in Fusco. Uh, once again, they could have done so many stories about him and his kid. There's, yeah. They, there's so much stuff. They, they introduce all these characters and then just never re return so to many mentions what a that that one date that fusco went on way back yeah exactly there's so they build up all these great characters that went a stakeout <laughs> and then and, and then they don't fly, they don't go into it like hell they even did a thing where they keep trying to get Reese to date people, and they never do anything with that. Like, I understand the role. His own therapist. His own therapist. <laughs> which they then have her have to remember that the, she has to be written out of the action sequence. Mm -hmm. So they, they have a moment where, like, oh, yeah, you at work. Sorry, I just got to tell you. We're breaking up. Goodbye. Like, literally, that's what that scene is. They, it's they, like, they, oh, they, by the way, since we're at work, let's break up. That was awkward because there were two two separate episodes this season. Where they break up. End. Yeah. Like, hey, they, br they broke up twice. Take this care season. of yourself, and then they're walking in the park. Hey, take, take care, care of yourself, yourself. again. <laughs> it's like it, someone forgot they wrote it in already. Oh no, they, they it was last season. They, he reset it to her at the end of the last season, and then they address it again. Like, that's that's not something that I need. Like, hey, in case you guys forgot, because obviously you aren't going to develop her yeah. character. You had no, you had no space okay. for your character, so you got rid of her. It's okay, we get it. We get it. That's you only have 13 episodes. We get it. They were just dating. It's yeah. Let him go save the world now. They don't have to keep saying goodbyes. I just want to say goodbye before I say goodbye. Also, in the last so episode, you don't goodbye. know where Bear is up until the last moment. That was the kind of thing. They never show you them putting Bear away in a safe spot. But Bear is safe. Glad to say that Bear is safe, but I can't remember a scene where they're like, oh, I took the dog home or something. You know, because, I mean, obviously the dog was at Fusco's house with the kid. Once again, they should have shown Fusco and Fusco's kid and the dog or something, you know? Mm -hmm. That would have been a nice two-minute scene. And Because I remember the entire time while they're running at the end and the explosions are happening, I'm like, where's the dog? Where's the dog? He's, he's in the fucking place with them all the time in this entire show, except the last fight. Bear was actually played by three different dogs on set. <laughs> it was uh, Growlbear's, uh, Growlbear's Boker. Was the name of the dog in the first season? That's a weird. I don't know what that name means. In uh, first, first season, second season, third season, uh, dog named Lola played Bear in season four, and Gotcha played in season five. <laughs> gotcha. That's a cool yeah. name. <laughs> Actually, uh, the, the first dog that played him in the first three seasons has had puppies since, so the legacy carries on. <laughs> there you go. For, for Bear is gonna live forever. For your puppy, IMDb. Um, but yeah, that's another thing, like, I was saying, like, um, you don't see Bear at the end up until, like, for a show that tries to remember its P's and Q's, there was a few things they forgot, you know, like, I get it, it was, it was a little hustle to get, like, alright, it almost felt like they were getting shut down while filming this, 
Yeah, because there were cer certain... If you look hard enough, like you said, they're like not seeing the dog for a couple episodes. There are things that you notice, they're like, um, shouldn't, is, shouldn't that yeah, be Yeah, exactly. And then, because at the end, you see Fusco with the dog in the diner, so you know the dog's safe, but there, there's usually a scene where they give him off. You know, they did that in previous episodes, in previous seasons. We're like, can you watch my bear for me? Like, you know, like, Harold leaves him yeah. at a few places. But it's it's so subtle that you're so focused on, on Cause the they, story. Because yeah, they keep going with the story going on. Like, they'll be talking. Like, him and Reese will be talking as they're dropping Bear off at daycare. You just always assume that, that Bear's Take somewhere. Care of, yeah. just, just hanging out. <laughs> as your pets usually do. Can't I'm be very saving the world with them all the time. <laughs> I'm very invested in this dog. I love this dog. But yeah, overall a good season. I mean, it ends with a lot of people ex exploding and dying. I mean, uh, episode six was the funny episode. That was like a Wedding Crashers episode. Mm -hmm. You know, it had Fusco pursuing uh, his case by himself, the Harvesta case that he was doing. Uh, Shaw was still Grease's, uh, what's his shit? Greer? Greer. Yeah, she was still, they still had her. Blackwell came into the mix. That piece of shit, the guy who shot Root. Yes. That's a death that happens this season, as Root dies, and the machine uses her voice after that, so Root kind of lives on forever, which is kind of, it makes sense, because they were both so in tune at a point that it it, it, it seemed like the show was trying to come to the idea of, remember what that Johnny that Johnny Depp movie where his, intelli his consciousness oh, uh, is in? Transcendence. Yes. It looks like maybe that would have been the next next angle for the show. I don't think they would have made Root the voice. I think Harold and Root would have eventually. Like, if the show got to play out in a couple more seasons, Harold, or, Harold and or Root, or probably Harold, would have been the voice in the machine. It would they would have given a happy ending to to Root and Shaw. Uh, Reese would still be himself, maybe him and the dog would go off into the sunset, you know. And Harold would be the machine. Oh man, that's crazy. That's how that's I would have done it. Crazy to think about. But that's how I think it should have probably. I mean, but that's you know fan hoping. But again, that if they had time to flesh it out, I could have seen that happening because they were definitely going. I mean, once they made the AI and see it, literally at the end of season one, where they tell you this computer program is actually sentient <laughs> or intelligence, not sentient, intelligence. The next thing is sentience. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it would make sense and then at that point even if they don't go full sentience They could go with taking someone else's consciousness and putting it in there Which is what they kind of did with the roots voice at the end originally I thought they had just put Nathan Ingram's consciousness in there. Oh, yeah I was I when I was watching I forgot what season, but I just like oh, you know what? Maybe that was an idea that they left or I thought he was still around. I think uh, I, I, at some point watching in some season, I thought maybe Nathan is the big bad that's who's still alive somewhere. Mm -hmm. But, you know, of course, because I thought of it, they, they wouldn't do it. They, they <laughs> surprised the shit out of me. That was one of, episode 10 was one of my favorite moments with, uh, with the machine using Rude's voice. Yeah, that's a really... I mean, yeah, that's also the episode where Harold shows his little bit, like, I don't give a fuck side anymore. That, that, I that's probably... by the rules. That's probably one of the best endings of the season. You know? Like that gave it, me chills. I had to watch that several times yeah, when it first aired. And the, the, the fact that they used that Nine Inch Nails song, The Day the World Went Away. And that's, that's the name of the episode. That's they. I think they just wanted to use that song. I think... Someone listened to that song when it was like, I have the perfect ending for this episode. Exactly, we gotta yeah. do it. And also, episode 10 is, I think, it, that's one episode. That's the first episode Fusco fully knows about the machine. Fusco finds out about the machine in number 9. They still let him learn about the machine pretty late in this season. You mm -hmm. see what I mean? This this show, there's some things that they, they don't they don't loop in their characters when they need to sometimes. Too many of the characters are working independently of each other, which is what the problem with the show was. Even when, when Taraji was still on the show, and, yeah. when, and it was Carter... And Fusco, too many people weren't looped in on stuff. But she guessed it. Yeah, but <laughs> that's also, that's the thing. 
they had a write-off how she learns about it. Yeah, I figured out I was a machine. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of. I got yeah, it right. Exactly. Pay me. The show, it gets away from itself. That's what it is. It's a good, fun, awesome <laughs> Batman show. But it gets too excited and it forgets what it's supposed to be doing. I think another fun episode was when they started showing... Um, it was the second to last one. They showed visions of the world without the machine. And it was like uh, where their lives go instead, like what would have happened mm -hmm. without them. That was interesting. That's another thing that they could have done. That's that's a, that's almost a filler episode. Yeah, and but but a good one because it was but, it was essentially showing them like, hey, yeah. Harold, you did do something good. This, yeah, but this see, is supposed to happen for this season. That wouldn't have been a good episode though. That should have been an episode. In a season where you only have 13 episodes, I wouldn't have put that one yeah, in Yeah, that, that For a season, like if, a... It, if it was a final episode that had 20 episodes, a final season that had 20 episodes, mm -hmm. that'd be fine. But, once again, that feels like a filler. Like, it almost feels like they didn't even fully write the last season. Hmm. Get what I mean? Like, there's a few ideas like, oh, we gotta fill this in. Like, they weren't even fully wholeheartedly writing this anymore. I'm sure there are outlines out there for a longer season. Stuff that we'll never hear about. Stuff that they definitely, that Jonathan Nolan definitely reworked into Westworld. There's so many so many Westworld-like uh, yeah. themes. Especially in the last episode, uh, when Root, well not Root, it's the machine. Yeah. With Root's voice, and she goes, um... Is this now? Is this now? Which is obviously <laughs> the memories. I mean, are if you if you wa if you watched Westworld, the last episode of Person of Interest, as uh, Westworld has recycled a lot of dialogue from the last episode mm -hmm. of Person of Interest. That is something you can notice right off the bat. Like, there's at least seven or eight different pieces of dialogue that the machine itself says that you've heard three of the characters in Westworld say: Dolores, um, Dandy Newton's character. Even even uh, uh, Anthony Hopkins, yeah, An Anthony Hopkins has said some of this shit too, you know. Oh, absolutely. But it works. I mean, yeah. Jonathan Nolan really carried it over. Yeah, well, not even carried over. It's, it's it's taking old ideas and just repurposing them because I mean, how many years has it been between? And the show is not as popular as Westworld, obviously. No one would remember. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Westworld premiered. So it was, it was about a year in between because this ended in 2016. And, uh, so he probably still had AI on the brain yeah, when he went to yeah. Westworld. So like immediately after, this was probably done, you know, months before the May premiere date, and he was already working on Westworld. He was already starting to pitch and talk to HBO. Mm. If he had maybe, maybe if he had done the same thing for this, like he did, he went to HBO with a plan, said, "Hey, I have five seasons of story to tell." This would have been a great yeah. HBO show. Because I, but I think this was the stepping stone to that. Yeah. And I mean, after Westworld, I can imagine only imagine what we're gonna see from him yeah i hope he does something other than ai though but he does ai really really yeah. well it looks like but it's also an idea that him and chris it it just looks like the surveillance idea is all jonathan nolan might have at the moment yeah because even in batman fucking the batman movie that he wrote with his brother with chris nolan mm -hmm. it's surveillance do things it, honestly he has he's great directing but it always just comes down to he's just fascinated with surveillance maybe this is a phase in his writing maybe mm -hmm. he'll change it in the next couple of years maybe it'll be something else you know Writers go through phases and stuff that they focus upon. There's there's certain themes that you see in a lot of writing, but right now it just seems it's AI. It's always AI. He's probably terrified of apps or some shit in real life. You know what I mean? Like he thinks like Alexa's the devil or something, which he's right. He would he is right if if he believes Alexa's the devil. Jonathan. Yeah, my Alexa laughed at me. Yeah, because she <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> She's so mean. It was from the other room too. She just ha ha ha. She was just trying to hurt what your the feelings. Fuck is going on? But yeah. First Adventures ended on a bang. I enjoyed it. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> you see you see Reese die in a, you know, the hero's death in a hail of bullets and then an explosion because a missile is shot at the building in Manhattan and that's the only building that 
blew up and nothing else got hurt. You know what I mean? Like, it's a little, a little hastily rushed. They did kill off Elias abruptly, but in a way that they were always going to kill him. That's the only way you can get rid of a character like that is if you... First of all, I'm amazed that they brought him all the way through season five. Yeah. I think that he was supposed to be dead, but they, you know... They needed another They decided guy. they yeah. needed... They wanted to use him one more time. Yeah, they needed... They wanted to give him a proper send-off. They, they needed an out. As a team member. <laughs> and that was cool. Now, let's talk about the ending ending. Now that Reese is dead, mm -hmm. and Harold has gone back to his girl, and he has a nice, happy life, and Fusco's going back to just being a regular... That's the funniest part, that Fusco at the end of the day just has to go back to his regular fucking day job. Yeah. <laughs> like he, like, and file paperwork and file for paperwork. all this. Hey, there, was, there, was, there were five years of my life that me and Batman used to stop shit. You ever seen that missile? Well, now I do parking tickets. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, he's the story guy now. Yeah, he's R2-D2. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's seen everything, but he just has to go back to his regular-ass job as a drone somewhere, as a bot. <laughs> you know? But then you see Shaw and... Bear get a phone call from the machine, so the machine's up and running. The machine's not completely dead. Mm -hmm. So you, so you, so you know the, the silver lining. You know, like the world is still in safe hands. Harold's dream is still going, but Harold has no part of it anymore. So the machine have, starts teaching itself. Yeah, the machine starts teaching itself. It's finally. duplicate, and um... it finally takes out the human element. The fact that they had Shaw be the one that listens to it kind of adds to the. It makes sense that the machine would pick Shaw because mm -hmm. she's the one with no emotions. So once again, removing the human element. The only emotion she knows is what's right. Well, not even emotion. She knows what's right and what's wrong. She has bits of emotion. So she's learning along with the machine. And the last line of the episode is, or maybe this isn't the end. <laughs> so they well, could come back. Yeah. I mean, well, the show is over for sure. But they left the universe open-ended so that way if they ever want to do like a return series, mm -hmm. a movie, or hell, even a book series, which they should, which I think is what, if I was to do Person of Interest, if I could grab Jonathan Nolan by his chin and be like, hey, buddy, <laughs> I love your show. It's so great. It's so beautiful. I, uh, I, I don't think you should make it a show anymore, though. Hire the living actors to do an audiobook show, mm -hmm. like a radio show, or if not, make it a comic book series. Well, they said they're all available. Yeah, of course for, they're available. For a return. Yeah. But I, if it it's, ever it's, would. It's not going to happen. Well, because, yeah, because he's too busy. He's writing for HBO now. He's not going to stop and be like, oh, okay, I'll do an event series for you. But I don't on, think the honestly, show has that big of a pull to do an event series. I think if he, if he really wanted to as a pet project... Yeah, if if he if they pitched it as Jonathan Nolan's person of interest, people would see it for Jonathan yeah. Nolan. You know what I mean? Like the return of, you know, kind of like how everyone watched the return Twin Peaks because people finally knew who David Lynch was. You know? I mean, Sarah Shahi's on this this new show now called Reverie, but it, it is that it, it, is that going on? It it just started this year. Um, uh, actually, it, uh, it was it was a fall show. It might have started in September. It might be in its first half of its season, wrapping up. Um, yeah, this is the where are they now part of our podcast. Where, <laughs> where are they now? Michael Emerson said he he would be available. No, I mean, what are they doing now, show-wise? Because this is our last episode of Person of Interest. We are done talking about this show. Oh, so, yeah. Ma uh, Michael Emerson is on a series called The Name of the Rose. The Name of the Rose? Yeah. Okay. It's about a friar who investigates a series of mysterious deaths at an abbey. That sounds interesting. Yeah, he does. He does like weird detective stuff here. And detective there. monk priest stuff. That's cool, man. You know, he was also on Arrow for seven episodes. As what? Caden uh, James. Oh, okay. I don't know who that is. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I didn't watch it that far. And I think he was in, in like the I stopped later seasons. Season two. And what's Sarah Shahi doing? You said Reverie? Sarah Shahi's in Reverie. Yeah. Amy Acker's in The Gifted. But she she said she would absolutely. No, I mean obviously. Do like a voiceover. No, no, yeah, yeah. I mean. 
at this point, we've come to a point in, in, in popular culture where actors are openly on two, three shows at a time now. Yeah. At a point, an actor would only be on one show. I think the last time that happened was like maybe the mid 2000s. When you mm -hmm. think about it, there's several shows where actors cross over now. I think uh, that whole um, exclusive exclusivity in contracts is kind of like something maybe agents have kind of worked out of. Mm -hmm. You know, when it comes to small TV roles, at least, because people don't want to commit to a. a a company for three seasons of a show if it's going to be canceled in six episodes you know so the contracts probably give them more leeway to guest star on another show or even act on another show for a few seasons or a few episodes hmm. you know well uh fusco kevin chapman's actually in this in this new season of punisher that just came out last week oh shit we gotta watch that we'll do that on the we'll we'll uh we'll we'll be doing punisher on this on this podcast at mm -hmm. some point when when they cancel it because mm -hmm. they're gonna can it's the show's already canceled yeah. they're gonna cancel Dis it soon uh, disney's yeah. canceling all the netflix shows they're yeah they're all dropping like flies yeah we heard from someone we know they're all canceled so. no, he was also on an amazon show he was on sneaky pete oh okay yeah well so he's he's getting work Good work. He was. In, I think he's. He's in nine episodes of this latest Punisher. Good. Um, there's really no other major players. Everybody's dead. Yeah. Jim Caviezel's just Jim Caviezelin, right? What's he doing? Yeah, I think. I think that he. He'd be the one who wouldn't come back. Not just the tension on set. I think he wanted to. I think he wanted his character written off. I think he told them like, I'm done. Yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. Which you know may have also been Which a reason why for the off. shortened order. Like, hey. Caviezel doesn't want to do more than 13 and that maybe maybe I could be wrong but I mean well, what's he doing after that? That's what I was gonna say. What 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 is Jim Caviezel doing now? Because we know we know everyone else is working. <laughs> Emerson got a job. The dog the dog has a family. Uh, Shahi has a job. Um, isn't he? Isn't Passion of Christ two coming out? Fusco has a job. Yeah. You know. But isn't he doing Passion two? Or is I don't know. That was wasn't that a thing? <laughs> I don't know. I think that's a Family Guy joke. No, I could have sworn there was like an advertisement for <laughs> the Resurrection. Oh man. Yeah. Mel Gibson's. Yeah, Mel Gibson again. <laughs> He's in some movie called Onyx Kings of the Grail. I think it's like a one of, one of those like uh, straight to VCD movies reenactment uh, history movies. Oh, uh, like like a slash oh. documentary. He's probably doing yeah. He's probably he's probably just doing period pieces now because he's the guy who played Jesus. Well, he's all yeah. He's also super, 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 super crazy like fanatical religious because you got struck by yeah. Lightning. Ever since he got struck by lightning on the cross, he's been kind of I don't know, man. He's just, I, w I don't know. I don't know if he's fanatical, but he's definitely super religious. It looks like now, and that's cool. He, he 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 is. He thinks he he thinks he is the Christ. Oh damn. Yeah. This this latest thing is actually another religious piece. Kind of. It's. Um, I think I don't know if he thinks he's Christ. I think that's just the only jobs he gets. Maybe that's the only jobs he, he throws his name in the hat for. I don't think so. Or does everybody just cast him as Jesus? Yeah. You're the Jesus guy. That's really. Come it. be in my Christian movie. That's really it. I think he just does the Christian <laughs> movie circuit now because people don't realize this. There's a big Christian movie circuit he out there. He was also in uh, Paul, Apostle of Christ in 2018. Told you. There you go. Maybe he'll do war movies too. I can see he, he has the look to do World War II movies. I mean, he was in Escape Plan. Uh, before that. Oh, so he's doing movies again. The last show he did was Person of Interest. Last yeah. television he did was Person of Interest. Yeah, that was that was the last thing. So he's not. Ever, he, he will never do the show again. He, I, yeah, I mean, look. I guess he's this never. Was come, it. He's never going to come back. He got tired to of it. No, he's never. He, he's he looks like one of those actors. Seems like one of those actors that once he does TV, like he's not going back to TV. Yeah, but he's not really going for any. He's not auditioning for any big movies that you that people know of. Right now, the only movie, the only movie. First of all, to be honest, the only person who gets movies right now that they want is Dwayne the Rock Johnson. 
True. Yeah. <laughs> Think of that. What what other male big actors other than other than the Marvel superhero movies? What other big actors are there right now? That get what movie they want. <laughs> yeah. Or or that you see being billed a lot. Kevin Hart, and there those are comedies. Brian Cranston. Brian. I know. Yeah, but recently. 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 And I'm talking about people like who are supposed to like Liam Neeson. And that, the Liam Neeson is done because, not done, but like, you know, John Wick has taken over that part of the action business. So Jim Caviezel can't really jump into that at that point, you know? Because this is, this that's what this show is. This show is John Wick light, if you think about it. It's, it's uh, you know, it's a guy running around shooting people in a suit. And his movie work is period pieces. So it's hard, I guess, it's Jim Caviezel's now typecast. Because even before yeah. that, I've seen him do detective stuff. So it's either detective or Jesus. So unless someone makes <laughs> well, detective also Jesus. Well, I did a... <laughs> You I was know. a CIA guy. You don't have to cast me. No, 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 no. We want the Jesus guy. We don't yeah. want the kneecap guy. Exactly. <laughs> well, this was a fun show. Yeah. Person of Interest was good. I'd like to see it come back for like maybe a, a 90-minute like special. Or, like I said, the best way I think that they should do the show or continue a few adventures of the show is in comic book form or written form. Because that way you don't have to... You know, it takes a smaller budget to do it. If they want to actually get back the living, the actors uh, with the characters who are alive still, they can just hire them to do like a voice act, like you know, like yeah. to do like an audiobook. And most shows have done comics afterward. Like they, yeah. they just they're just called the next the what next would be season. the next season. Yeah. Like they did they did a uh, two runs of Jericho. They did season three and four. I think Revolution had one. Buff, was Buffy's out. up. Buffy was up Buffy. to season twelve or thirteen in the comics. Smallville had two more seasons in comics. <laughs> uh, Charmed had three seasons in comics. You know, like, a lot of shows get canceled and they have, a, like, a season or two in comics. They do, like, 13 issues. Like, they do a year, because comics usually come out once per month for people who don't read comics. They come out one, once per month every Wednesday. A, a series has, like, you know, they release one issue a month. So, like, if Charm came out in January, there's one in January, one in February, so on and so forth. And they do that for, for a few shows. Buffy's actually being rebooted because it did so well in mm -hmm. comics for the last, for the last like, five, six, seven years that they're finally rebooting Buffy and just putting her in today's time. So that way, you know, younger people can, like people who are in high school now, because when we were in, high, in elementary school, high school, that's when Buffy came out. So now people who are in high school can see Buffy use cell phones and shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. that's, all, that's all they're really doing. So I, can, so I can see why Jim Caviezel is acting the roles he does. There's no way, there's no way that they're going to bring him back to do a season six or something of this. So if they were to, it'd have to be, it'd have to be some other type of media form. Comic book, yeah. Comic book would be the best way. This goes to show you. Hell, that even an anthology. An anthology, you, you do short stories of every character in a fifty-page book. Don't even make it a monthly. You know what I mean? Just make one big thick, like how Heroes did. Heroes had two anthology series, right? Yeah, hero. Well, they also did a, I think two other series uh, right before the the event series came out. Either there was one called Vengeance, mm -hmm. and there was another one that I'm... But was it an anthology, or was it like an ongoing no, no, short it was, story, like Vengeance, an arc? Vengeance was like, it looked like... 24 uh, head comics, yeah. you know what I mean? Vengeance looked like, uh, they were. it was like a kick-ass telling in that universe. Like, this guy just dresses up in this suit, but he doesn't have any powers, but yeah. he wants to be like the, these, pe these people, these heroes. Um, but it just goes to show you that just because you can't afford to continue shooting or even start shooting a live show or big big any type of big television show doesn't mean you can't tell your story yeah so if anyone out there has a story that they want to tell and they don't have the budget to actually make a show or even a YouTube or anything about it just grab a mic this mic that we're speaking into was twelve dollars on Amazon hell we we are we're planning of maybe you know since we got the mic why not we might actually make a few narratives too that you guys might enjoy yeah stay tuned 
you know, enjoy, check out here. But I hope you enjoyed our first complete show coverage. We did five episodes, five seasons. So our next show, we're not sure what it is going to be. Right now we're, we're debating with it between Angel or, you know, we'll probably do Buffy and Angel together. So we might do the OJ show, you know, American Crime Story next, because that was, that was really good. And I, I, I'm afraid Netflix might take that down. We got to watch that before Netflix takes that down. And you we'd love to talk about it. won't know until the episode drops. Yeah, exactly. So uh, thank you for listening. This was episode five. Uh, this is the, uh, uh, yeah, Seasonal Impressions. I've been Fez. I'm Brian. Catch you next time. And uh, see you later. See you later. Seasonal Impressions is a For Your Eyes to Eat production. Check out ForYourEyesToEat.com for free comics, photography, poetry, and more.